Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in Devils news, analytics, and opinion. Don't forget you can subscribe to the Locked On Devils on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your podcast, so that you don't miss an episode. Okay, guys, so last night's game wasn't what we wanted it to be. The ending wasn't great. The second period sucked. Um, It was just a really bad overall game. Um, I don't know. I'm really not happy with the way that they played. There are a few things that I would have changed. um, And... Yeah, let's let's just talk a little bit about the game, and then I'll get into um, the preview for Edmonton. So let's talk about goals. Um, I think that Jack Hughes opening the goal scoring off in the first period with a wicked wrister was really good. Um, it's kind of what he needs to be doing as his job as a first overall. Um, I was really happy with that. Uh, I was really happy with the first period in general. Um, I think that the Devils played pretty strong, pretty, um, like they played their game. And I think that the first period was actually pretty good. It was the second period where all the problems came. So the first period, it was just Jack Hughes that scored. Again, I think that that's great uh, that he just, he started the scoring. Um, I was really happy with that and just overall really uh proud of him I guess and happy that he opened the scoring like that's he needs to be doing stuff like this um the assists were Taylor Hall and Will Butcher I just want to bring up the fact that he and Taylor Hall played on the same line for most of the night so even though the lines were uh, Taylor Hall, Nico Hishier, Kyle Palmieri for the first line, and Jack Hughes was the center on the second line, uh, Coach Hines kind of switched it up during the game, uh, which I think was smart. Um, I think he kind of started to realize that the Winnipeg lines weren't working, and so he decided to switch it. So next uh, scoring goal was three minutes into the second period was Ryan uh, for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Two minutes later, Nikita Gusev had a goal answering that, which was really good. Um, I thought I was like, okay, this is how this game is going to go. They're going to be a strong team. They're going to answer goals that are scored against them. Um, I was just kind of overall like optimistic because the first period, like, wasn't the best, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, it was nowhere near as bad as the second period was. So Nikita Gusev, of all players, scoring was great for me to see. Jack Hughes got another point with the assist on Nikita Gusev's goal, as well as Pavel Zaka. Um, it was not a power play goal. Jack Hughes was just, you know, that was the second line, so... I tried to follow the lines last night. It was a little too much changing for me to really understand what was going on. 
Um, then came the four unanswered goals from the Calgary Flames. Uh, starting in the second period, Sean Monahan. Then in the second period, Backlund. And in the second period, Hannafin. Then the third period, Goudreau. Um, the third period, the they at least showed a little bit of fight, but it wasn't enough. They strayed away from things that, you know, helped them before and made them better. They strayed away from the systems that, you know, are successful for them. They did not play a good game, and they forgot a lot of stuff that they've been working on. Um, I was just overall not happy about the hole that they dug themselves in the second period, and obviously they were unable to dig themselves out of that hole, because in Winnipeg they kind of dug themselves in a hole, a smaller hole, a more shallow hole, if you will, and they were able to kind of get out of it. Um, this time they didn't have any such luck. Um, I don't think that it was Mackenzie Blackwood's fault. However, um, I do think that this is going to be a trend with Mackenzie Blackwood if Coach Hines plays him an absurd amount. Treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. So let's talk about the game uh, against Edmonton tonight. Um, goalie Miko Koskinen for Edmonton is going to start, who is 3-4-2 in his past nine games um, after starting the season 7-1-0. and um, He is 0-1-1 in his past two games. Um, it is believed that Corey Schneider is going to start in net for, or for the Devils, which is good and bad. Good because Mackenzie Blackwood started yesterday and Coach Hines would be crazy to play him on both halves of a back-to-back, especially against Edmonton. Crazy because of all goalies, you decided to start Mackenzie Blackwood against the Flames and Corey Schneider against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I just don't think that's a very smart move when Corey Schneider hasn't been playing his best. Um... He hasn't been playing very well this season to start off. And of all teams, I wouldn't put them against the, I wouldn't say red hot Oilers, but the hot Oilers. They, they're they doing pretty well for themselves. And I don't think that it's the smartest move to put your not great goalie against Connor McDavid and company when they are doing so well. So let's talk now about the other players to watch because obviously the goalies are probably going to be the difference maker in tonight's game, but there can be other players that make a difference as well. Um, One of those players for the Devils, I think, will be Taylor Hall, who is on a seven-game point streak. He has one goal and eight assists in the last seven games. Obviously, a story here is the fact that Taylor Hall is playing against the team that drafted him first overall and then traded him. Um, 
I don't know if it's much of a story anymore after however many times he's played against them since being traded. Um, and probably still hurts for him. I mean, that was a team that put everything in you for so long and then decided to just up and throw you away once a few other or another first overall came. Um, the Devils obviously haven't done that to Taylor Hall, even though we've had a few other first overalls come. Um, we've just kind of taken it in stride and used that to help us. Um, use that to like propel Taylor forward and help his game. Whereas the Oilers didn't really give him a chance. The Oilers did not treat Taylor Hall very well in my opinion. Um, I don't think that they, they valued him as a player. He was more, or they didn't value him as a person. He was just a player to them. And when Connor McDavid came in and he was Connor McDavid. They didn't find a use for Taylor Hall anymore. And I think they could have kept Taylor Hall and kind of grown the two together. Um, they also, like, have really good players in Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They could have made a really big core stemming around Taylor Hall. Um However, Taylor Hall had a few bad games with the Devils, or sorry, with the Oilers, and they felt the need to trade him because of that, because he wasn't producing as well as he could have been, and they had a shiny new toy in Connor McDavid. Um, I feel like I would be really hurt if that were me. Um, I don't know how I would react going back there. Uh, once a year and seeing everybody and all the fans that he used to have um, but I think Taylor takes it in stride and I think that he he lets that not hinder him um, which I think is great um, so yeah Taylor Hall is definitely someone to watch um, the projected lineup tonight could change. Um, Coach Hines was going to address the media. Um, by the time I'm recording this, he hasn't yet. Um, but he did mention that there were going to be some line changes. Um, on the ice this morning were, um, I'm pretty sure John Hayden was there. Uh, Tennyson and Rooney uh, were the only three players on the ice this morning, according to Matt Lawlin. Um, lineup changes are apparently coming tonight is also what Laughlin said. Um, so I don't know if, um, I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. Um, I have a feeling those first two lines are going to change, um, with Hall and Heashear swapping places. I also have a feeling that Wayne Simmons might be on the third line and you might see John Hayden back in the lineup and maybe Boakfist is out. Um, I don't think he deserves to be out. I think he's had a good game or a good few games. Um, if Boakfist is out, I would hope Jesper Bratt is in. Jesper Bratt has the ability to have cleared by tonight's game and be playing 
I'm not sure if he has. Uh, again, Coach Hines hasn't addressed the media by the time I'm recording this. So we'll just have to wait and see. Okay, so players to watch for um, the Edmonton Oilers are pretty obvious to me. Leon Dreisaitl, who has 13 points in a seven-game point streak. So Taylor Hall has nine points in a seven-game point streak, which is, like, impressive in itself. But 13 points in a seven-game point streak is pretty, you know, decent. Um, He has seven goals and six assists. Um, He has at least one point in 15 of 17 games this season that he's played in for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, That's... Impressive. I'm just going to say it. Leon Dreisaitl is an impressive player, and so is Connor McDavid. They're not all flash. That's not what makes them impressive. They are good. They are fast. They are talented. They know how to do things with a puck that other players wouldn't even think to do, that other players wouldn't even dream up to do. Connor McDavid just has a way with his stick and puck and even his skates that he can make the puck, he can manipulate it to do whatever he wants it to do. It's honestly somewhat mesmerizing mesmerizing to watch Connor McDavid on the ice sometimes. And pairing him with Leon Dreisaitl, like, that is just a crazy, deadly combination of players. They're both so talented away from each other. Putting them together is just a lot. Now, again, I want to go back to the goaltending situation. Um, Putting Corey Schneider out there with those two players is not the brightest move, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Coach Hines did it this way. Um, I understand that Edmonton's playing their backup tonight, too. Um, Or at least I'm pretty sure they're backup. Uh, Let me check. Um, Yeah, they're playing their backup tonight as well. Um, But I don't know. I just... It's just hard for me to justify Corey Schneider getting the start against Edmonton when... Mackenzie Blackwood could have if they had started Corey Schneider in Calgary. All right, let's talk about special teams now. Um, so with special teams, they're going to make a big difference in tonight's game, I think, um, because Edmonton's power play is strong. They are second in the league within their power play right now. Um, their power play percentage is 27.1. That's ridiculous because the Devils are 27th in the league in their power play with 13.2%. Um, that's a huge difference. That's over a 10 point difference or 10% difference. Sorry. Um, so what they have to do is limit their limit, the penalties that they take against Edmonton, Um, which I don't think will be hard as long as they don't make stupid mistakes like they did last night. There are some stupid little, barely even hooking calls against uh, the Devils last night that they just can't afford tonight with the Edmonton power play being so good. 
they can't afford those stupid little almost calls. They can't afford to even think about taking a penalty because Edmonton will capitalize on it. Um, the penalty kill, we are 26 in the league at 74.5%. And the Oilers are 12th in the league at 83.3%. Um, that's, you know, better for us than, you know, than being second in the league. Um, but they're still better than us um, by almost 10 points. Or ten percent. I'm sorry, I keep doing that. Um, they're all, they're better than us by almost ten uh, percent in the penalty kill. So our penalty kill, if we take any penalties tonight, which we really can't afford, needs to be on it, and our power play needs to be as aggressive as it ever has been. It needs to be aggressive, and we need to find holes in the Edmonton's in the Oilers game. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what is going on with me today. I'm like recording this and saying some ridiculous things that don't make sense. Um, I don't even know. You guys can totally call me out on not making 100% sense all the time. Um, whether it's in my takes or just the things that I say and the type of you know sayings that I try out. Um, definitely call me out on that. I don't mind because I know I don't always make 100% sense. Um, so speaking of percents, let's talk about the face-off. Um, actually, the Devils are 19th overall in face-offs. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are 26th overall. However, it only is separated by like two point like seven percent um because uh the devils are 19th uh at 41 49.1 percent and the edmonton oilers are 26 but they have 47.8 percent so the face-off percentage uh is pretty close this year this time around um so i don't know face-offs you guys can say they do or they don't count. I think they do count. Um, I think the percentages of face-offs one counts for something. Um, I think that it it shows the I don't know the um, what's the word I'm thinking of. It shows the not finesse but the talent I guess of the centerman. Um, and it also shows the fight that the centerman has to win said face-off. Um, face-offs can be, you know, the difference maker in some plays. And some other plays, they you forget who even won the face-off. Because there's a turnover fast, or the other team doesn't do anything with it, or it's taken in the neutral zone and it doesn't matter because it doesn't get into the opponent's zone. Face-offs are a weird stat. Face-offs, to me, um, tend to be like the plus-minus stat. They matter for some players, doesn't matter for others. Where this matters for some plays, doesn't matter for others. Um, it's just one of those weird, semi-useful statistics. Um, 
so yeah all right guys so tonight at 9 p.m uh tonight is friday november the 8th at 9 p.m the devils will be taking on the edmonton oilers at rogers place and it'll be streamed on msg plus as well as espn plus um I don't know if they win tonight. I really can't say I'm confident. Um, my prediction hasn't been the best lately. I did predict that Nico would score in Winnipeg, so that was good. I predict that this will be a high-scoring game um, on both sides, not just a one-sided game either. Um, I think this will be a, yeah, it will be a high-scoring game. Um, the Devils and the Oilers are going to go back and forth. And one team, the better team for the night, will end up on top. So we just have to hope that the Oilers are on top of their game tonight and are having a good day. Because it can be just that. That's the difference. Especially against really talented teams. When you have a talented team, it really is the better team of the day. Not necessarily the best team overall. So... That's something to take into account. Um, I believe Connor McDavid scores tonight because when doesn't that man score? Um, and I believe that Taylor Hall keeps his point streak up. And maybe let's go, let's say Kyle Palmieri gets a goal tonight. He could use it. So let's say Kyle Palmieri gets a goal. Um, so yeah, that's about it for my predictions. And that is about it for me today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, please don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JK underscore Kender. Also follow at Lockdown Devils on Twitter as well. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Devils on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Um, tonight's going to be a crazy game, I think. So let's stay updated on Twitter. Uh, I will try to live tweet as much as I can. And yeah, go Devils!